Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. I think at any time I'm wasting tape here. God, do you remember the days? Tape? tape. Do you remember that? Hurry up, we're wasting tape. It's all digital now, love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Whatever Works. We're back with you again. And it's Friday, the 2nd of April. It's nearly summer of Aiden. Oh, do you know, it's Happy Easter. It's just occurred to me. It's Good Friday, isn't it? Blimey. I don't even notice these things unless they mention it on the TV. Hello, everyone. Happy Easter. (laughs) Yeah, I've got no chocolate yet. Don't suppose I'll get any either. Oh dear, I'm playing the world's tiniest chocolate violin in your honour, Ted. <laughs> but the payoff is being back in my static van. Hurrah! Yes. I don't know how many other podcasts I can mention that on, but here's another one. Hurrah! Mm. And what's the weather again. like actually, where you are, Ted, that, by the way? That actually, before I answer that question, <laughs> that, actually, that actually sounds a bit ungrateful, really, doesn't it? Because um, mum and dad have housed me for the last three and a half months, and it's not that I was, it was a terrible thing, it's just that, um, you know, that wasn't the idea. Oh, not and at thank, all, Ted. Thank you, mum and dad, for housing me, but I'm now back in the van, and um, it's um, jolly good to have one's own space back, isn't it? Oh, I totally understand that. I mean, p- people who have been happily married for yonks and suddenly find themselves living together 24-7, everybody needs their space. That's quite, yeah. quite, quite understandable. I was just going to ask you what the weather's like, because we've got that horrible, cunning weather here, where it's gloriously sunny and looks beautiful, and you run outside in a T-shirt and think, jeez, it's cold out here, and come back indoors again. Ah. No, no, it's warm, sunny. Well, actually, it's not warm outside, but it's sunny no, Well, that, there is my point, you see. It, it's, it's, it's elusive. It looks as if it's going to be warm, and when you got out there, it, by heck, it isn't. It's like Torquay here. Okay. Anyway, landed no the Torquay of Wales <laughs> show one three four we're on um, and whatever works dot works is where you'll find all the links to the shows uh, stuff that we're going to talk about in the show. Um, I'll say that again. Whatever works dot works. <laughs> You get the idea. TedSalmon.com for me. Aiden I'm not Bell. editing this out. Aiden. I'm not going to edit this and make you sound good, Ted. You can get yourself out of this hole yourself. Fair enough. <laughs> and if you want to chip into the show to um, make sure that we can buy stuff to review and um, all the rest of it, do um, go to uh, Amazon and, and send me personally, Ted Salmon, at my email address, which I'm sure you know, an Amazon gift voucher, and we'll put that in the pot, and I'll turn that into cash so Aidan and I can buy stuff and keep the what's it flowing. Right then, MeWe Group. We have got some feedback from people and some ideas of stuff that whatever works in their lives. And first is Pip Tomlinson. Hello, Pip. Super fan who chips in regularly. Thank you indeed for that. He lives in Barcelona. Vornado 633 Air Circulator. As we come into the summer months, he says, I thought I'd write a quick review on something that's kept me cool during the hot, sticky days and nights here in Barcelona. They are, told you. The Vornado works by pushing air out in a tornado-like shape which bounces off the walls and reduces the ambient temperature of the entire room rather than just where it's directed. It's nice and compact and solidly made of plastic, which means there's no rattling noises. It does produce quite a nice white noise effect too, which may be a bonus for some. You can purchase it as a floor unit or with a stand, and it has three settings in terms of how much air it throws out. The unit is rated to throw out air to a distance of 75 feet 
It would certainly fill your static van, um, I would imagine, says Pip to me directly. You can aim it directly upwards to shoot the cold air up and sink back down through the room in a kind of spiral release shape. I can testify to its usefulness. It's massively reduced the amount of times we've had to use the uh, our ducted air conditioning system in the hotter months, saving loads of money. Looks great, doesn't it? I wonder why all air conditioning, sorry, um, fans are not kind of arranged that way. Do you know what? The reason I've been so silent of late is because I've just been looking at these sexy looking <laughs> cat coolers, um, fans on the website that, that Pip's linked us to. These look lovely, Ted. And yeah, I agree with you. Maybe it's because they're butch. And I suppose if you're not careful, if you pointed them at a table full of carefully sorted accounts <laughs> or something, <laughs> you'd regret it deeply. I guess you have yes. to use them with a bit of common sense. Of course, I'm immediately thinking off the wall now and thinking, oh, you could use them for filming, you know, lovely fan effects. Or for photography, you know, move your hair, love. You look lovely, love. You move your hair. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> swallowing a herd of frogs as I speak. Very, very yeah. nice. And I and no, yeah. an army, an army, <laughs> an army of frogs was it? Yeah. Um, it, it really does look like a lovely thing, and and I want one of those definitely. Yeah, yeah. It I love the idea that the the idea of putting a very powerful amount of air in one single place and having it quickly dissipate and circulate around the room, rather as Pip explained, than just having a single jet that you have to point at something that's very clever yeah. cunning I, I was i was trying to remember how much my super powerful 18 inch fan cost because this thing this vornado costs 85 quid um and I, I got a feeling that the fan i bought was about 40 so it's probably about double the price of that right. but it sounds like it probably would give it a right old run for its money and do it a, in a different way which might be more beneficial so we'll see I, I, i'll think about that it's quite a lot of money 85 quid um, when i've already got two fans um which you know may they may not do as well a job but as good a job but they kind of do it so but someone wants to give me 85 quid i'll buy one now what's interesting is it also says here heaters <laughs> so presumably you can heat as well but wouldn't that possibly cause problems if you had a single jet of turbo powered heat and you pointed it at a wall would you not burn a hole in your wall I don't think this one is a heater. The one that he's the the, the Vornado six three three. I'm looking at the it's website a... I was linked to. All oh, right, okay. But well, uh, I don't know. Just a thought. The other thing that occurs to me: Do we know what the power is? Not that it would mean anything to me if you started telling me numbers. But uh, for instance, the fan you've got compared to the power of the motor of these fans, I wonder if I'm just I'm just trying to imagine how butch this tornado f air air really is. Yeah, um, I'm trying to look at the product details and see if there's... Oh, and um, actually, apologies. Now six, that oh, 60 watts. 60 watts. Now that I'm looking at this, uh, the, the site is in fact full of humidifiers, air purifiers, energy smart, so all sorts of different things. So yes, ah. I take back what I said about heating. This is purely just okay. a cooler that the, the Pip's recommended. Very nice anyway. It well is done. a lovely recommendation. Thank you very much for that, Pip. Daniel Bemis brings us a move mark. <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> the KN95 face mask. Well, obviously, this is very topical these days and something we still have to think about. And I believe we're going to have to think about for some time to come, aren't we? Even when COVID Apparently is so, ostensibly yeah. over, we may well be wearing face masks for the foreseeable future. Daniel says these masks are very comfortable for long periods of time. They are for non-medical and, and partial protection use. They are much better for me and more comfortable than cloth masks. The description says... Ideal for daily use, helping prevent the spread of germs and protect yourself from airborne particles, viruses such as the virus, pollen and other allergens. Ten pieces for £7.50 from eBay. 
Do you know that they're? Do you know they're seventy-five pH? Never. How, you worked you that see out how I so did that? so quickly, Ted. Yeah, I'm very impressed. <laughs> uh, except that actually, the site that's been linked to in our recording notes is in US dollars. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you right. go. That's blown that one. Yeah, these. Although he, although he says, although Daniel says they are not medical masks, they certainly look medical, don't they? They have that look about them. They're, yeah. they're pure white and they look like medical masks. Yeah, this is one of those things, isn't it? Everybody's going to have their own preference and their own recommendation, but it's always good to know what people have tried and found to be to be useful yeah. and worthwhile. I'm personally looking at NEQI masks, which I've heard about that Boots make, which is scoring very well in tests and reviews, and I may be, yeah. may be getting myself. That, again, is a reusable. That is, in fact, not the sort that Daniel likes. That's a, a cloth one. Um, but thank you, Daniel, and possibly thank you, Aidan, if I buy an NEQI and like that too. Keep them coming. It's always good to know which work and which don't. Yeah, I, I support all this wearing of masks. Yeah. When you look like I do, it's a real bonus, I think. It's just, you know, just get covered <laughs> up. Have you also noticed, Ted, that it's luckily when when we started wearing masks, we all felt terribly self-conscious and we all thought we looked like idiots and nobody wanted to. But slowly but surely, it's becoming the absolute norm. And, you know, I will now, you know, if I have gone to a garden centre or whatever, I'll get in the car and I'll be halfway home before I realise I'm still wearing my mask and I didn't even think of taking it off because it just becomes a part of you. And I guess that's part of choosing the right mask, isn't it? Excuse me, those damn frogs. Something that's comfortable and efficient and that you eventually don't even realise you're wearing. I'm still using that black one that you and your mum linked Yes, to. yes, my mum still uses hers of those. Yeah, that, that seems to be okay. Um, but actually, when if, on the odd occasion I go into the supermarket, I do actually leave my um, helmet on. So I've got my... Um, my my band not band yeah my bandana thingy pulled up over my nose because I have that on my motorcycle anyway on my moped, um, and I leave my helmet on with the visor half down to cover my eyes. So actually, I'm, when I go to the supermarket, I'm completely protected more so than anyone else. Um, but yeah, if I do happen to be on foot, then I've got that black one, and that black one seems to work well. Both, uh, all, all three of us are using those up here, and they're, they're, that was a good shout. That was. I'm I'm, I'm pleased that 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 work, that's worked out for everyone. Let us know, good folk, if there are any other mask suggestions, recommendations. Keep them coming. Now let's have some culture. All oh, right, a bit of culture, all right, innit? it? We have some culture, yeah. <laughs> yeah what you the got? Louvre. The Louvre. The Louvre. You should have gone before we started. <laughs> <laughs> Museum is making its entire collection available online. Um, 482,000 items. I think the, wow. the English museums did this um, a while ago as well. You can go onto the website and just look at what you like. I think, I think the Tate did it. Right. Um, anyway, if you don't know your Da Vinci from your Michelangelo or your Dali from your Constable, this is a good place to start. Actually, those people are probably not featured there anyway. <laughs> don't spoil it. sounded good, Ted. I was impressed. <laughs> well, I, I've been doing this and I had a look around the site and I was actually really impressed with the experience. Now, just to be clear, I did have a nice big monitor in front of me i didn't try and do it on a phone screen but when you do that you can blow the photographs up into full screen and um it was it's a really educational experience i think you you can just it's like a virtual tour you know if you if you can't go to these places which no one can at the moment particularly if it's in france you can't go anywhere in france (laughs) yes um you know it's a good second choice and um 
it's yeah it's just an education and when you see something you like which you've never seen before you can look up the the background information on it and then head for wikipedia I, I i think it's great that they've done this and they're obviously following as i say what the british museums did fancy a bit of this you know what? I've changed. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to lose the power of speech before the end of this podcast. <clears throat> I've changed my mind from what I wrote in our recording notes. Dear listener, I wrote, as people know well, I've famously not taken to the online world. I couldn't possibly see this as being anything close to the alternative to being there. But that's just me, which is what was was my way of saying, nah, not for me. I have to go into the museum and, and, and see and feel and smell and touch and, and take in the ambient. But now that you've sold it so well to me, Ted, I think it's probably the same as saying I preferred the book, the film didn't do it justice. You just have to accept that it's a different animal, don't you? You just have to accept I'm not in the museum. I'm not going to have that visceral experience of being in amongst the artwork. However, I can still appreciate them on a good quality computer screen. So I take back what I wrote in the recording notes and, yeah. I, and it does sound like a good idea. Yes. It is. You, I, I totally agree with you. There's nothing quite like being there. And, and I remember the, when I saw the Mona Lisa, the first thing that struck me was how small it was. Yes. I was expecting the Mona Lisa to be, because I'd never seen it in context before, I was expecting it to be the size of a wall. And, and it was about, you know, two foot high or yeah, something. Yeah. And, and I was just shocked. So, yes, you're right. You learn things also by being there and seeing it in, with your own eyes. Of course you do. But, um, well, at the moment you can't. Yeah, and so when you can't, I think this is a, a fabulous, as you said yourself, second second choice. So, excellent, thank you. When you can't, you can. Now, this isn't excellent, or maybe that's unfair of me, because a few people pointed out in the MeWe group that maybe it's not as stupid as I first thought. It is a cup table holder clip peg. Yeah. Now, um, I didn't, I, I wasn't able to track it down, but somebody actually has on AliExpress, and they're... <laughs> The phenomenal price of one pound sixteen. This is uh, you. Point you made this comparison well, Ted, in the MeWe discussion that that followed. Um, you know those things you have at parties for the edge of a plate. If you've got a wine glass and not enough hands, you can clip right. this thing onto your plate, and it will take the wine glass for you and give you a free hand. Well, this is yeah. something similar. This is quite a sizable clip that you clip onto the edge of a table. And it's then got a cup holder, very much like a cup holder you might find in a cinema seat or vet or car. Lots of cars would have these cup holder things that pull out of dashboards. It's a cup holder that clips onto the edge of a table. And the comment that I facetiously made on MeWe, and I still fairly stand by, is, um, duh, couldn't you just put the cup on the table? <laughs> Now, a couple of people did point out things. For instance, I remember Chris Kelly sensibly pointing out um, if you're picnicking, it would give you more space on the table. I think it was Chris that said that. And a couple of people did come up with sensible reasons why there might be a reason for this thing to exist. But I mean, the pedant in me is still saying, why do you need a clip to give you an extra space to clip a cup to the edge of the table when you could put the cup on the table? <laughs> Well, one, one of the things is that if you put the cup on the table, you can more easily knock it over. Um, this this clip thingy has got oh, a... You see, curse um, you, a, a, Ted. There's another good reason for its existence. Well, it's got a kind of stabilising... Because it's got a because it's got a holder, mm, holder, mm. top end. It, you're, you're less likely... Yes. I mean, if, you, if you're going to whack it with your hand, it's going to still spill. But, um, yeah, it's a bit more stable in that respect. 
Um, I like them. I think that we should get some from AliExpress and give it a go. They, they, mind you, they'll probably get stuck in the Suez Canal on the way over, <laughs> yes. but we could give it a try. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I started <laughs> thinking it's a solution to a problem that didn't exist. And, and as I've been, I'm, I'm happy to put my hands up and be proven wrong that maybe there is a use case for these ridiculous things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Let's move to Ian Barton. He is um, talking about another kind of holder, and this is an SD card holder. Um, my SD cards are turned into rabbits, he says, and are breeding rapidly. I've got a Zoom audio recorder, two GoPros, one Insta360R, and two cameras. I have more than one SD card for each um, action camera, so I need something to store them in. This card holder allows you to store a full-size SD card and a micro SD card in each of the same slots that it's got, and you've got 12 slots. Um, so potentially, I think that's 24... See the maths again there? <laughs> 24 cards you can store. It's made of robust, hard plastic... <laughs> and is waterproof and dustproof. And the best thing is, not quite cheap as chips, but eight quid. And that looks really nice, doesn't it? I, I've got a feeling, you know, back in the day, I had something similar to this, but not quite as nice and certainly waterproof. That's, that seems like a good specification for the price, doesn't it? I'll take your feeling and raise it to a certainty. I definitely had something, if not this exact one, something incredibly close, because uh, I remember the red and black colours, which are the colours of my filming company right. um, and we had one of these and it really is indestructible i mean you could put this on the floor and drive over it several times and it would be absolutely fine so yes right. it really is a good butch indestructible waterproof container to take care of your sd cards full marks very good yeah yeah nice one ian thanks very much for that and thank you to everyone for chipping into the miwi group do keep them coming we'll bring the highlights of that to the shows as we go forward of course but now i think it's time for a Jingle that's been missing. Yes, the first jingle I ever wrote. Ted's Top Tips, Ted's Top Tips, Ted's Top Tips. Ahmed Bibars is next on the Pyure Hazelnut Spread with Cocoa. I love the way you said that. Thank you. A low-carb Nutella alternative. Nutella chocolate spread is loaded with refined sugar, so this is a welcome substitute. This one is sweetened with a naturally occurring sugar made from corn that has a glycemic index of zero, so no effect on blood sugar levels. It's, it's high in fibre and delicious. I can't really tell the difference between it and Nutella, he says. Um, there's no aftertaste and recommended. I went and tried to track this down. Amazon UK are listing it. I couldn't find it in any of the major supermarkets in the UK. Um, but you can get it from places like um, health food shops, you know, like um, Holland and Barrett and that sort of place. So if you really want to give this a go, you can do so. The company is, yeah, Pyure, P-Y-U-R-E. And um, Ahmed says it's great. I'm looking at the site. They do all sorts of things. They do maple syrup and cocoa drink and fudge making stuff and um, sweetener. They do the stevia sweetener. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember when I was a child, I think I kept Nutella in business for several years. I haven't touched the yeah. stuff for decades. I wouldn't know. It is lovely. Now. Yeah, it, 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 well, I have to say yeah. was because I haven't tasted it for so long. But yeah, I used to love Nutella. So shame this wasn't around when I was a kid or if it was that we hadn't discovered it. Let's have another jingle. Talking of health food, um, this one, I think, is probably not that healthy, to be honest, <laughs> looking at the ingredients. But someone in the um, uh, in the um, Amazon associate link bought some manna 
lemon wafers. And I thought to myself, oh, I really like these. I remember um, getting these wafer biscuits in Cafe Nero years ago, um, and I and I really, really liked them. So much so, I'd just go in there and buy them and not have a coffee, just buy the wafers. And you couldn't get them anywhere else. And I remember also as a child having wafers in that biscuit selection. Was it Family Circle or something? Family something, I think. Uh-huh. It was like a, a red square box of biscuits. Anyway, um, wafers, I fancied. So I thought I'd give this a try anyway. So we did the taste test. They arrived yesterday, me and my mum and dad. And we all declare it a 10 out of 10. They're really, really nice. The This is the lemon flavour. They also come in hazelnut flavour, but... Um, this is the lemon one, and they're really strongly lemony and ever so nice. In each packet, you get two biscuits, and the biscuits break into about eight pieces, and um, so you can have as little or as much as you like. Um, and it seems to come in this um, display box. I think it, it seems to be um, they're destined for kind of um, shop counters or whatever for people to buy. So that's really um, nice. And they're seven quid for 12 packs. And um, they're just really nice. They seem to have come from Austria, if you read all the packaging. So somebody um, on the associate thing got those. And I completely support the recommendation because they're ever so, ever so nice and tasty. In fact, we might get some hazelnut ones. Well, I can tell you that for once it wasn't me. <laughs> if you remember the uh. last couple of times, we wondered whether it was me buying. No, certainly didn't buy the man of lemon wafers. But you may remember I used to live in Vienna in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And um, oh, I ate my fair share of man of wafers. Of course, they ah. come from Vienna. At the, that's right. Stefan's um, Dom Cathedral on the, on the front, on the box there, the little picture. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember man of wafers very, very well. Not citron, I think. I think you say the hazelnut, I think, was the standard flavour. But this was 20-odd right. years ago, so I may be wrong. Yeah, good stuff. I've eaten a lot of man of wafers. They were the sort of typical thing you'd get in cafe houses you know and a lot of places will give you a little bit of chocolate when you order a coffee in vienna you of, you often got a manor wafer and oh, right. very nice they are too so well done sir cheapest chips cheapest chips cheapest chips you see why do i bother making the jingles you sing them so well sir you should just sing them right on while we're still talking about food here's a quick one for you the solo lollies at Iceland, which are exactly the well, they're not exactly the same, but they're, they're all but the same as Soleros and cost less than half the price. So Solo, you can only get them at Iceland, and it, so you need to have an Iceland nearby. They're cheap as chips. They're a quid. They're sorry. They're a pound for a box of three, and. If you're lucky, you can sometimes get Soleros um, £2 for three, but normally they're like about two fifty for three. So it's just ridiculously ex- cheaper and more expensive with for Soleros. And they're just the same. With sorbet on the outside, ice cream on the inside. Lovely. Coming into the hot weather, go and get yourself some. Iceland Solo, a quid for three. This is becoming a cookery show. <laughs> they do look nice, and I, I I know you're a fan of these things because you brought uh, at least once in the past these um freezer lolly things that you stick in the freezer and they freeze into Coca Cola and oh yeah flavor things. Yes, the pop things. Uh, these actually look a little bit more a little posher than that, and they do look nice. Yeah, they are. They're really lovely. Um, they they come in two flavors that I can see. The we usually get the orange ones, but they um, they've got this other one called. Uh, 
what's it called? Rose. I think Ooh, it's called Rose. Berry burst and it, lollies. Ooh, berry, yum, yum. Berries, yeah. It tastes of berries. Anyway, they're really nice. 33.33333 pence each. Not bad at and, all. Yeah, yeah, really cheap. I just can't believe how much they charge for Soleros. And people just buy them because £2.50, like two and a half times. The, anyway, you pay, carry on. You're paying for the name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm bringing you something you certainly wouldn't want to eat. I'm bringing you heavy-duty, 120-litre black plastic bags. Ah, Not a lot exciting. to say about them, except that I like <laughs> I like to be able to recommend something that works. I've bought these two or three times now for outside in the garden. I may have mentioned I built a pond last summer in the garden. Uh, no. And so having to, you know... Did you? I did indeed, Ted. And having to transport large quantities of air from one place <laughs> to another, um, these bags have proved invaluable. Um, I've actually twice now got rid of earth by going onto the local Facebook group and saying, there's seven bags of earth outside the house if anyone wants them. And people just rock up and take them away, which is lovely. Um, oh, so anyway, I just thought I'd give these a shout because if anybody is in need of black plastic bags for the garden uh you get 10 for six pound 99 they're on amazon where else and they're called 69.9 p that's the one and they're ultra heavy they call themselves and they're very good they're good they're strong they're sturdy they don't fall apart they don't split i mean i haven't abused them i've put earth in them and carried them from one place to the other and maybe back and forth a couple of times perhaps if you had some use case where they really need to go through the mill and back they might break but for the basic basic use case excellent black plastic bags if you want them there they are very good i'll tell you the criteria i always look for when buying black plastic bags is that they've got to have handles because the handles are just so handy handy um uh, you know you, you you can um when you finish using it you can use the handles to actually make a good seal on it tie them up and then carry the bloomin thing with it um you know these ones ah, that have got no ha- one, no handles are we having a misunderstanding then ted because i'm talking about ruddy great big sacks rather than bags these are um, yeah i'm talking about the the, the prince the general principle. oh i see apologies okay yes yes the the general principle of any of yes. these plastic bags um they should they need they need to have handles and um, many of the cheap ones just don't. They're just they're just a bag. They're a square. I you, certainly agree with that. To, yeah, you, you have to sort out for yourself how to to, to tie the top. Or up. they have these yeah. ridiculous things where they have this little piece of little strip of strong plastic attached to the top that you're supposed to use like a piece of string and wind round and tie in a knot, and that always drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I agree. Right, okay then, that's bags done. Now, have you ever tried, seen a photograph of someone who's famous and you think to yourself, I should know who that is, but there's no name on it, there's no indication of who it is, and so you think to yourself, um, I, I need to... Anyway, I had this recently. I, I joined a, um, a, a group about films and movies, and one of the people that posts on there always puts these photographs up of a person, um, a, a famous person, who, of course... Everyone in the world except me knows who it is by sight, and um, I don't, I'm afraid. So um, I, I found this thing. Sorry, I didn't find this thing. I, I, I'm aware of this um, app on my phone, which I very rarely use, called Google Lens. And it's built into um, Pixel phones, but it's an add-on app to many other phones. And it works brilliantly well. I'm sure that um, everyone knows this already, but I hardly ever use it. And I just wow, was wowing about it this week. 
just put the um, Google Lens, ca the camera, in front of um, whatever the picture is, and you can just take a photograph of it quickly um, and uh, snap the shutter, rather, and it, and it just searches and it tells you who it is. It's great, simple, and it's uh, uh, whatever works, absolutely. Do you ever use Google Lens? Um, I'm just wondering what is the difference between Google Lens and Google Image Search, because Google Image Search I, I do use and have used and find incredible. Yeah, well, you, you this one you is in your phone. Okay, so this a, is the phone, you, the phone version. Thereof. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you can just do it. I, uh, the only, the only concern I have here is that I don't know if Judge Barton will allow free items into cheapest oh, chips. See why not? <laughs> because this is free. Well, I suppose technically it's not free because you've you've got to be online to use it. So that costs you a little bit. Um, but anyway, yeah, I recommend that if you see something. And also, Google Lens doesn't just work it for famous people. It works for all sorts of things. Point it towards a um, a, a radio or a, or a car or whatever, and it will search for you from just tapping the shutter, and um, it, it goes off and searches and tells you what it is you're looking at. Really useful if you see something um, online that you don't know what it is. Yes, yeah, so if you see a picture of something, a product, for instance, that you want to buy and you don't don't know where to buy it from it can it can often track it down for you and tell you where it is which is the, which is exactly what i did with the cup table holder clip peg ah, that you couldn't find. there you go you see and, and yeah and, and now that's interesting it, ted did you do that on the phone because i did it yeah. ah now there you go then because i did also do that with google search on the computer and it didn't find it yeah, well, Google Lens. So Lens is a, a, found it yeah. when when the Google image didn't. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it, it, Google Lens is obviously a more um, um, developed tool for the mobile the mobile world we now live. As a side thought, while we've been talking, I just for the fun of it, I I just Google searched my own picture, <laughs> and it found yeah. me, and it came up with several pictures of me and several pictures of Robin Williams. Mm, no. As in the comedian, not Robbie Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you look like Robbie? Well, I Robbie didn't know I did. Robbie I mean, I'm I'm probably as I've got a screw loose the same way he did. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose you maybe you do a bit. Ah, but you know what? Robin Williams can't write jingles. I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. You know how you told me a little way back that you you go into the supermarket with your crash helmet on. Yeah. Well, I I had a forward flash of this item when you said that because this is not <laughs> hugely dissimilar um i was a big fan of the tv show mythbusters uh presented by adam savage and jamie heineman and every so often when i've got nothing better to do i'll jump onto youtube and watch some of adam savage's current videos because i find him highly intelligent sensible interesting weird person to watch and he recently featured the air active filtration helmet by Design Boom. Um, he actually wasn't ultimately terribly impressed with it, but nevertheless, it looks like an awful lot of fun. It's basically a space helmet, a Darth Vader helmet, a crash helmet that you put on for COVID. It's a COVID-designed filtration helmet. It's, 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 it's a spacesuit helmet that you wear in, in lieu of a mask. Uh, and it's got a built-in fan, which is supposed to keep the thing from misting up, which is the problem Adam Savage had. He found it worked perfectly in the laboratory, but once he went out into the street with it, it started to mist up. Um, but it just looks like a lot of fun. I believe it's around £200. So, I mean, it's a huge <laughs> amount of money to spend for a lot of fun, which is why I've put it on I want one of those. I mean, I wouldn't even consider yeah. buying one. But <laughs> it does 
does look fun. And if it works, and I mean, Savage did say that uh, apart from the misting up, it was actually perfectly comfortable and he could hear and he could be heard while he was wearing it. So, I mean, why not? I don't actually know what its medical qualifications are, whether it actually is an N95 filtered helmet and actually would protect you from COVID in the first place. It just looks like a lot of fun to put this thing on your head and pretend you're Tim Peake and go shopping. <laughs> yeah. I can see you have so much to say on it. Well, we're, we're going, I'm just thinking, what I was thinking was that we're going to just all end up living in bubbles, aren't we? You know, if this continues and we never break away from this, I mean, it's okay for us to be sitting in the UK saying, well, we're coming out of this. But the rest of the Europe and the South America and everyone else, this thing's not going away. And who's to say that any time now, soon, it's not going to break back into the UK. We'll be just as bad as France. And we're just we're just forever, as you said earlier, we're forever going to be wearing masks. And who's to say that eventually they're not going to say to you, right, you can't go into a supermarket and unless you've got a space helmet on like this one. Well, I mean, and, and, tragic and, and seriously sad as that is, it could happen. And if it does happen, yeah. then something like this might go from being a rather fun thing to look at to actually, as you say, something we actually need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really scary, a scary thought. It but is scary this, because this... looking at the pictures on the website, it does look like I'm looking at the pictures from a sci-fi movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. This is a company called Design Boom. I'm not sure if it's actually in production. Did he? Did he say? Oh, now that's Adam a good point. Well, he bought it. I mean, he he had it delivered. Right, okay. But then again, he's a celebrity, so he may have been given one to to test out. Right. Um, I must confess, yeah. I didn't read right through the site, and as I'm reading it now, I see it does claim to filter 99.97 percent of particles as small as 0.03 micros. So, you know, who knows. Whatever that means. Whatever all that means. I'd love to try one out. If Again, the whole ethos yeah. of the I want one of those. If money was not an object, I would certainly get one in and, and play with it. Indeed. Uh, and talking of which, incidentally, links in the show notes to the um, Design Boom website and also to your YouTube video will be with that one. Um, yeah. Uh, how about a robot that um, patrols oh, your house? Yes. The More Bot Scout. Um, M-O-O-R-E-B-O-T, Scout. This is a Kickstarter campaign, but you can um, pledge $139 to get one at the moment. Um, The retail price is going to be um, $199. So this is a little toy, basically, that scouts around your floors and carpets um, on its own wheels. It patrols your home. It's got an app that you can control it from if you want to, but you can also um, schedule the patrols that it makes. It, it just rolls around your house wherever you want it to go. <laughs> and it and it's got a camera on board. It talks to the Wi-Fi system. It's got a, a 1080p night vision camera with an online uh, portal to, to look at that as well. Of course, you've got to have Wi-Fi for this to work. Um, You can also control it manually. It's got a motion detector, a microphone, um, so it can record video and sound. um, And it avoids obstacles automatically, so it's got a sensor in it to do that. It also recognises human bodies and pets. It makes intelligent decisions about whether something's an intruder or the user's own cat or dog, for example. Um, It's got a three-hour charge. Um, it's got a 2,000 milliamp hour battery in it. Um, and when it starts, the, the smart bit is like, a bit like a, these posh vacuum cleaners. When the battery starts to get low, it automatically returns to its docking station to get recharged. This looks 
really, really interesting and fabulous and so much better than some of the, the other solutions we've seen for this kind of thing. This a, a dinky little thing that's just roaming around your house when you're sleeping at night or when you go away on holiday or whatever, you, whenever, and it, it, it charges, it recharges itself when it knows it needs to. It keeps a camera. Wherever you are in the world, you can see what's going on inside your house. I really like this and I think that $139 um, is is not outside the scope of, you know, the average person who might be into some sort of security like this. I, I was expecting it to be an awful lot more, to be honest, um, The more bot scout. You see, you saw the sensible application. I just saw it as a bomb disposal robot for kids. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you're quite right. If you were away and you had a property, I mean, it begs the question, well, don't you have cameras in every room anyway? But yeah, it, it's certainly, it, it's security with a sense of fun, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and I certainly haven't got a camera in each room. I know that um, Gareth, who was on the last show, he he he's, goes in for these cameras big time. And But but the, the thing is that this can't climb upstairs. So if you've got stairs, yes. they, they're very specific. This is one floor only, um, which is perfect for me. Um, it, yeah, I, if I had um, money to fritter away, I would definitely get one of these. Exactly. That's um, the point of I want one of those. Yeah. We have money to fritter yeah. away in this world. Yeah. Yes. Indeed we do. So I want one of those, a more bot scout. Well, you can have one, Ted. Still using, still using. I'm still cleaning my teeth, occasionally. (laughs) As listeners know, I'm very, very lucky with my teeth and I've become a bit lackadaisical about teeth Uh, cleaning. But when I do, I'm still using my toothpaste tube squeezer roller thing thingy that doesn't have an official name, I think. Oh, yeah. This is the thing that I brought on to show number 71 in December 2018. And do you know what? I got this huge sense of deja vu that I've already talked about it on Still Using. But if I have, I apologise. And I'm still using it. And so is my mother. We've both been using these daily ever since, or daily in my mother's case and mine whenever I deign to clean my teeth. It's a very simple concept. You pop the end of the toothpaste tube in, and as you work your way through the toothpaste tube, you roll the tube up into this little thing... Uh, And it just makes it easier to use the toothpaste and to get the toothpaste out. And it's more efficient because it squeezes more toothpaste out so you don't waste so much in the tube. And it's just great fun to have. I remember this. And we got one. Either you sent one over to me. I can't remember now. Or we ordered some independently. Uh, No, that's right, because we had three, I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, we used them for five minutes and then stopped using them. And um, part of the reason was because um, we use these kind of pump dispenser ones. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, then, then it's useless, yeah. yes. So we didn't really need them. But actually, just in the process, one of them did actually break. I do remember that. The the end kind of circle thingy came away. Now, you could have fixed it with a bit of super glue, no problem. But, um, yeah, are they still available? Uh, they're, st- they're not available. The actual very ones that I bought don't seem to be available anymore. Uh, right. They have the name uh, Liantha. Uh, but there, I've, I found some more which we can link to on Amazon, which look absolutely identical. Uh, Two pound sixty-seven. Uh, they also have a little hook thing, and there's a sucker that you you can hang it up on on a, on. You know, you can put the sucker on a bathroom wall on the tiles and hang it up. We we don't use that. Yeah, the sucker right. disappeared years ago. Um, but yeah, very 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 similar product, uh, really identical. Um, Two pound sixty-seven each. 
Very, very good. Right, okay. My, I'll tell you what I'm still using is my Kindle Oasis. And I never thought I re probably would be. I thought that as I brought it to Whatever Works 31 in April 2017, I would have moved it on by now or something. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I'm, I don't use it very much. But to be honest, for, for a, an item that doesn't get used very much, every time I do use it, I pick it up, it works perfectly well. It's, it's still as good as new. I don't do as much reading as I should, as I say, but... I, when I do, it's there. It's classy. It's well built. Um, it's got a great battery, which is good for weeks on end, as long as you turn the Wi-Fi off. If you don't turn the Wi-Fi off, it's not weeks on end. It's it, it's much different to that. Um, the Kindle Oasis, um, you may remember from when I reviewed it, is the top of the range model. It's 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 all singing, all dancing. It's a really really lovely quality. Um, in fact, the the what the, the new ones now have also got waterproofing. Mine hasn't got waterproofing, but they've got waterproofing, and um, mine has also got the um, the the higher capacity storage which means that everything i ever got from kindle is on there um and it, it works beautifully well anyway i each to their own regarding this but um i just sort of thought i would report back that it's still in daily well not daily use but it's, it's in weekly use probably and i keep it charged up for when i need it and um it works really really well it's a lovely bit of kit does look very nice. It's got a, a very large bezel on the right side for you to hold on to, and it's got two buttons. I presume that would flip over if you were left-handed. You could have, use it the other yeah, way. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that looks very nice, Ted. Unfortunately, I don't read much at all, per se, uh, much to the sadness of my mother, who has read more than any of us put together. But even when I do read, I still prefer an old-fashioned book. I'm just, I'm afraid that's just my genetics. Ah, yeah, we I'm we just, did we did this on better before. We didn't did, we? yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm afraid right. I'm a bookman. And to give my mother her credit, as I say, she she's been in literature and words and books all her life, and she reads a colossal amount. And she did. Uh, we gave her a Kindle some years ago, and she used the Kindle for some weeks and got used to it, but eventually also. Um, back to using yeah. to, to reading good old traditional paper books i remember you so saying, as you say right. each to their own yeah yeah I, I remember you saying about that on better before and um yeah i i find that i don't read books either so i i i read very little and but when i want to read something i find that it's just easier to grab the kindle I suppose if I lived in a in a permanent um, abode with loads of bookcases, with you know l space to keep loads and loads of books, I might think differently about it. But um, it's just convenient, and it's um, the, the the point of bringing it here really was that it's still you know um, four years on, still as good as new, and it works perfectly well. Yes, and in in a world of technology, especially with Ted Salmon talking about technology, that's quite a, a feat to have lasted that long and not needed to be replaced. Yes, indeed, absolutely. Good stuff. Now, now, there again, would have been a wonderful jingle, but I still haven't written it. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. You'll have to sing us. Can you sing reviews, please, Ted? Reviews, reviews, reviews. Now we have reviews. <laughs> and mine is... Well, <laughs> do you know what? One of these days, I've got to bring something to the show that's actually got some substance to it and needs a good full-on review with qualities that need to be explained and unravelled because... Today, I'm bringing something which, like the last couple of things I've reviewed, is very much the sort of, well, this is it. It's doing its job. End of review. I can't really <laughs> say a lot about the Noco Genius G750 UK battery maintainer, which is, yeah. in effect, a trickle charger for cars. 
Um, I'm very grateful to Gareth Williams and Jeremy Harpham, among others, who suggested in a MeWe conversation that I try one of these. You may remember, we even mentioned it in a previous episode, my uh, yeah, MeWe conversation yeah. concerning car batteries and how I have some sort of weird mystery drain on my car battery, which has meant that through most of the COVID year, whenever I needed to use the car, I had to start it with a starter battery. Well, thanks to Gareth and Jeremy and the conversation, I've purchased this rather neat little thing uh, for £20.95 from Amazon, of course. It's called the Noco Genius. It's a little battery gizmo. It's about the size of a Zoom recorder, if you will. A couple of packets of cigarettes, you know, back to back. Ooh, yes, That's please. about the size of it. <laughs> you and it's got a and there's no you plug it straight in. I mean, it is a plug. The, the plug's directly on the back. You plug it in. You connect it to your car battery. It immediately recognises whether it's a 12-volt or 24-battery and has a little LED that illuminates to show you that. It blinks red as it's charging up to, I think, about 70% or so. From approximately 70% 70 upwards, it blinks in green. And when it's fully charged, you get a solid green LED. And that's what it does. And that's it. And what I do is uh, there's a picture I've posted on our recording notes. Perhaps we can put that in the show notes as well for people to see. I've connected it to my battery. It's got a very convenient little, um, what do you call it? A connector in the cable, a mid-cable connector, so that you could just plug it in and plug it out very quickly. I have the mid-cable, I have the cable connector just above the edge of the top of the car bonnet. So all I need to do is when I'm at home, I can plug this thing in and it's charging. Whenever I go out, I can quickly separate the, the charger, uh, move the cable out of the way, get in the car, and the car starts up like a dream every single time go on my journey, come back home again, plug it back in. So as I say, not really a lot to say more than that, except that it works absolutely perfectly. I've had it for maybe a month now and uh, I haven't blown up the garage where it's plugged in. Nothing's gone wrong. Nothing's exploded. Nothing's melted. And it's worked every time and the car starts flawlessly. So I'm a very happy bunny. So thanks again, Gareth and Jeremy. What happens if it rains? It gets wet. Uh, so is it waterproof? Well, I mean, the, the, it's it's running 12 volts, which isn't huge. Uh, and the cable, uh, yeah, it's plugged in inside the garage. I should specify that. I've got it plugged in in the garage, and then the cable is running underneath the garage door out into the driveway where it's plugged into the car. I, I meant the connector thingy. that you. The put connector thingy uh, I, is relatively waterproof, but I'm not terribly worried. It's 12 volts. So if it rain, gets rained on, it gets rained on. Presumably it's not 12 volts um, coming down the line to your battery. Surely that's the mains charge, isn't it? No, no. The only mains is in the gizmo box itself. It's immediately converted to 12 volt. Admittedly, quite a high ampage, perhaps. But um, all I can say is it's it's sat outside very happily in the torrential rain up until now and nothing untoward has happened. Right, OK. I'm still alive. As we've said um, over the last year on this show, you know, these are the kind of things that are important these days where you're not going out every day. And um, I, I found this with my moped that I, while I was up at mum and dad's that, that I had to make myself um, take the bike out of the garage and put it on the stand and start it up and, and run it for 15 minutes to, yes. to make sure, you know, because not going, not using um, four stroke engines is, is just not very good for them. And, and not turning wheels around and applying brakes and things. So, you know, hopefully, what the, the apparently the RAC suggests that you, in your situation, you, you roll the car down the drive and apply the brakes and then reverse it up, back up again. 
Yes, all the way through the first lockdown, the real lockdown last summer, um, I went. I, I took the car out once a week and drove around the estate, just around the local roads. You know, you have yeah. hundred yards in each direction every yeah. Sunday, just to do exactly that, just to keep the car moving and to keep things ticking over. But but I think the the ROC advice was based on the fact that you're not really allowed to do that. So that so they're saying right, you can do this without going out because yes, it's not indeed, it's yeah. not an essential journey. So you can do it on your driveway. What they do with people that are have got no driveway and have got their car on the road, I don't know. Yes. Anyway, yeah, good shout. And as you say, thanks to Gareth and Jeremy for that and their input and the other items that came a, 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 as a part of that MeWe discussion. Amer... I'm going to try and pronounce something now. Ameriergo. Ameriergo. Adjustable foot rest cushion. So this is a, um, a, a basically it's a piece of foam and it costs about eight, eighteen quid. <laughs> basically, it's, it's a bit of foam, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's a nice shape. It's a, it's a footrest and it's um it, it's a it's a kind of dome shaped thingy. I did put a a, a thing on the uh, a, a post on the MeWe group yes. about it and I and I put some photographs up there. Um, it's a dome shaped piece of foam really with a handle on the end to carry it. It's got a Velcro um, connection between the top half of it and the bottom half of it so you can have you can use it at different heights um and basically you just put your feet on it it's a, a support for your feet it, i used it um i put it under my desk and i put my feet on it on it and it is is actually really comfortable i thought i would be kicking it away and thinking oh i don't need that but actually once you start using it you you think oh that's really nice it's it's not so much the comfort it's the position of your legs um where you put your feet on them. I also gave it to my mum to you. She was listening. She was you put it in front of the television, uh, in front of the sofa watching television, and she she I couldn't get it back off her. She really really liked it. It's very very comfortable. And if you want to, you can turn it upside down so that you can then use it in a kind of rocking motion. Um, she's awaiting um, a knee operation at the moment to replace her knee, and oh, she found that useful. that was oh, yes. yeah, it was really really useful. Um, some people apparently are putting them under their um, knee while they're in bed if they need to to, to to elevate their knee well with me it would be for my gout if I had a gout attack yes. you could you could elevate your 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 foot up um, but yeah arthritic knees um, and yeah I, it, I I suppose in a sense it's a bit of a a, a mick take because all it is really is a, a cushion and it costs 18 quid and uh, well or it did when I got it and um, yes but it, it, it's it's it, I think it has very definite positive ergonomic value. And, mm. you know, you could say, oh, well, all you have to do is roll up a towel. But this yeah. is much more convenient and, and yeah. more pleasurable. No, I, I, I stand behind this. And I think for people who do yoga or any other kind of exercise, Pilates or, or, or whatever. Um, no, I'm, I'm thoroughly behind this, Ted. I want one of those. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good little thing, I think. And as I say, we're, we're fighting over it at the moment. So <laughs> we both want to use it, uh, but I don't want to buy another one. It's and is it well too, made? Is it is it expensive. decent quality? It is. Yeah, the the foam inside is is solid foam. Well, not solid, but you know, it gives. But it's but it's not too squishy. 
Yes. Um, and when it arrives in the package, it's all been squashed up into a, a, a sausage. And you, when you take it out, it springs out. Oh, <laughs> like memory foam, like buying a mattress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so that answers my other question. I was going to ask if this, the, the, the bit at the bottom, the flat bit, was actually wood or plastic or anything. But no, it's all foam, no. is it? Yeah, it's all foam. Oh, but it's, it's, very, it's, it's so, If you can have such a thing, it's solid foam. Yes. It, it's really quite firm. And also, the, the, it's got covers on the outside, like, a, like a, a cushion would have. So you can zip them off and put them in the washing machine. We haven't done that yet, but um, it looks... We, we, we looked at the mechanism, and it seems very straightforward. So, yeah, really nice. Um, I don't know, how much is it just now, Aidan? Have you got the link open? 25 nicker. Oh, it's 25 quid. Oh, no, no, but there's but there's a 20% voucher off of it, so it's actually under 20 quid, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, you can get 20% off. Anyway, uh, whether or not you feel it's worth 18, 19 quid uh, will be up to the individual. I think it's um, probably worth it. I just don't feel like buying two. But, I think it's um, lovely, and I hate yeah. you for bringing it up because now I'm going to have to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Right, metal bridges is first. Metal Why bridges? do they have to okay. make bridges out of metal? So it reminded me. I, I don't know. What, you see, the thing is, that I my um, static uh, home. Is, I'm sorry, is, that's just so Monty Python. Why do they have to make bridges out of metal? <laughs> they can make them out of plastic. Out of spaghetti. They can make them out of wood or... They can make them out of stone. Or, All right, you know. what have you got against metal bridges, Mr. Sam? Well, I'm looking my, forward to this. My static home is just very, very close to being underneath one of these metal bridges that goes over the railway line. And when you walk across this metal bridge, because it's made of this springy metal, it makes a noise. And even if you walk across it without um, very, very gingerly, you can still f- hear your footsteps. You hear that metal clanging noise. And so you can guess what's going to happen is that every person that's under the age of 15 that ru- that goes across it is using it as a, a, a an adventure playground. Ugh. Up and down, running up and down, bouncing, jumping up and down. And, and it just makes a, a hell of a racket, to be honest. And it's... I know it's um it's one of those things that you just I mean they're not doing it all night don't get me wrong but it's just infuriatingly annoying and if it was um um made of a different material of course it wouldn't happen and you know children should be doing this stuff at playgrounds not in residential areas um near to uh, railway lines anyway I rest my case metal bridges room one oh one. You know, I accept the premise of your beef entirely, but I think the premise should not be the fact that they're made of metal. The premise should be the fact that it's not well soundproofed. I think a bridge could be noisy, made out of wood. You know, I think or what you're saying is that the bridge should be better constructed with better soundproofing or with uh, some sort of tarmac or something across it so that the metal doesn't vibrate. Yeah, okay. I accept what you're saying. I just don't think that I'm just pick, I'm just being pedantic and saying I don't think the reason is that it's metal. I think the reason is it's a badly made bridge. Uh, uh, well, I, it wouldn't happen if it was made of concrete. There's just no way it would happen. It's because the metal gives. It, 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 the metal is bendy. Yeah, okay, you could have thicker metal, I suppose, and then it wouldn't be so bendy. And yeah, perhaps you're right. Then if it was thicker metal, it wouldn't happen. Perhaps the problem is it's thin metal, right? Anyway. <laughs> metal bridges made of thin metal into room 101. <laughs> I felt very guilty. 
because I grasped on someone last week, but I ultimately I'm not I'm not ashamed to have done so. I'm one of those people who seem to be falling into minority group who realise that COVID isn't going anywhere and we should still be behaving properly. And I'm afraid I think a lot of my fellow citizens have lost that train of thought of late including a local cafe I shall, of course, not mention. And I'm talking about last week before restrictions started to be lifted. There was a local cafe that I walked past with my mother. Uh, it was a small restaurant cafe. The door was closed to the outside. Uh, there were four or five or six people inside laughing, having a good time, not a mask in sight. Clearly, they weren't a bubble because one person was paying at the till and was clearly about to leave and was sort of waving goodbye. And I'd passed it a couple of times and been concerned. And I actually got onto the local government website where you can report a business that seems to be behaving poorly. And I, I, I grasped on them. And as I say, there's a part of me that feels bad for having done that. But on the other hand, I think of the greater good. And there you are. So my beef this week is people not respecting lockdown procedures. You know, another another tale that really annoyed me not long ago was a friend of mine in the theatre business who got in touch with me and says, would I be interested in a certain project? And I said, well, it's impossible. We can't do that. We're in lockdown. Oh, no, no, we can do that because if we claim that this, that and the other, we can claim that it's work. And if we say it's work, we're allowed to meet. And my response was, well, that's not the point. The rules are not there to be worked around. The rules are there as a guidance to stay safe. Anyway, I'm getting off the soapbox now. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I, no, I, I do agree. People do behave irresponsibly. And um, apparently in, in the news, what they're saying is that, that many people think that they um, have a level of immunity that they don't have if they've had injections. Yes, um, and then the, it's okay to go out because oh, it's, I'm all right. I'm I'm covered. I've got an injection, and so that's it. Um, and you're quite right. People masquerading business trips as um, uh, uh, as allowed activities. People are irresponsible. I'm um, just. This week, there's been report after report in the um, Welsh press about people in the south of Wales going to, wet, you know, s staging illegal weddings and illegal parties and, and loads of people fined and, and, and police raids on particularly, I don't know why, maybe it's because most people in Wales live in the south, but the, the, people just ignore it and they just don't, they don't... And some people you talk to say, well, they think that the government's going over the top. Well, as we d demonstrated earlier um, by our talk about what's going on in France and what no doubt will come back here, it's going to be really annoying on the 12th of April here when the, um, the, the, the campsites of North Wales are opened up to England because you can just see what's going to happen. It's, the, the place is going to be inundated and we'll be back in lockdown. I think it, it's inevitable. It's just going to happen. A lack of collective responsibility. That's what we're putting in Room 101. Too right. Let's, let's, let's be a bit more positive with a gold star, shall we? I've got an interesting gold star because mine starts out as a Room 101 but then becomes a gold star. We've had this yeah. before, haven't we? This is one of those sort of transition categories. A, a, a Room star, a gold 101. Tesco. Uh, we had a delivery last week on a Wednesday evening. Uh, we had the Sunday joint, which I'm very, Mum and I are very keen on the Tesco turkey joint that we have on most Sundays. 
the Tursco-Turkey joint was going to expire on Thursday morning, with the delivery arriving Wednesday evening. <laughs> so I thought, right, room 101 for that. So Thursday, I sent an email to Tesco, very polite, saying, I do appreciate that during COVID, it's not always possible for everything to have its full sell-by period. However, I do think that one single day is pushing the limits, and I'd like to make a complaint, please. Five minutes later... I had two or three emails from Tesco. One was personal to me. Dear Aidan, I'm sorry to hear that this had happened to you and I appreciate what you're saying and I'd like to offer you a full refund for your turkey. And another email confirming that they had refunded the price of the turkey into my bank account. Wow. Within five yeah. minutes of my complaint. So they get both. And I think the gold star outweighs the room 101. I was very impressed indeed that, that without question, without and without wanting proof, without saying, please send us, you know, send us a photograph of the label, for instance. No, no, they just refunded it straight away within five minutes of my email. That's very impressive. Yeah. And and it's not like it was within five minutes of a phone call that they've obviously got people there monitoring email, which is which is really encouraging. isn't yes. it? Yes. I mean, of course, one could say, well, it's a coincidence that I happened to email them just at the point when they did their twice daily check of the email. Who knows? You know, it could well, well have just been a time. Do it thing. again. But on, yeah, again. do it again. <laughs> Buy another bad turkey. <laughs> However, it turned out not to be so foul after all. <laughs> Right. Anyway, <clears throat> what about you? Right, I'm going to stay on the um, the on the, the supermarket theme, and um, Sainsbury's is my one because I'll tell you why. They um, delivered uh, Kenko coffee, Kenko instant coffee to me. I ordered the 400 gram, sorry, 200 gram Kenko rich coffee thingy, which is four quid. And they didn't have any of those. So instead of which, they sent two packets of the three hundred, the 175 gram ones, Ooh. which means that I got 350 grams in total instead of 200 grams. And then on top of that, because they got it, they couldn't do what I wanted to do. They refunded this, this the, because the two refill packs total seven quid, £3.50 each. And so they refunded from £7 to £4. They gave me £3 back and I got loads more coffee. And I, they, <laughs> they, could, well, coffee. They, they, they could have easily well, done it the other way around. They could yeah. have just supplied one of the refill packs and refunded 50p, but they did it the other way around. So they gave me loads more coffee than I'd ordered and then gave me the money back. Fantastic. Absolute result. Well done, Sainsbury's. That's the kind of thing that is a good star, gold star for the supermarkets. Both are th gold stars for supermarkets this time. Absolutely. And this one is not a gold star or any such, but I should just quickly throw in that we had a Waitrose delivery this week. And again, we ordered a, a chicken joint because they don't do turkey for our joint and it wasn't available. So instead, for the same price, they've given me two small chicken joints. So we've got a joint each this year. Oh, right. <laughs> and my theme, poor then. mother at the age of 85 who eats pigeon food is going to have an entire turkey joint to herself. <laughs> Happy Easter, Hazel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for her. Well done indeed. Anyway, there you go. I think we've come to the end again, young Aidan. I think we have, old man. Ha! <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> we'll be back again in two weeks, of course, with more of this tripe. Um, if you want to join us, then do tune in then. Whateverworks.works is the website where you'll find links to all the stuff we've been talking about. TedSalmon.com for me, AidenBell.com for Aiden. But the main thrust of where we're about is the MeWe group. So do head across there and let us know whatever works in your life. And we'll bring the highlights of that to the next show, won't we, Aiden? We shall indeed, sir. So, don't forget, 
Whatever works, works. Oh, oh, I did forget. I completely <laughs> forgot. Do it again. Don't forget. Whatever, whatever works, works. works.